Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, an LYF podcast series where we provide our insights, thoughts, and experiences on self-love exploration. My name is JR, technology coordinator and board member for the Love Yourself Foundation. And my name is Ayla, <laughs> growth and development coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation. And that intro is back, JR. I oh, had to do a good ahead. one for today. I came in with low energy, but now that we're recording, I got high energy. The highest energy. I'm pretty sure everybody heard that in their earphones oh, i'm so sorry <laughs> airpods headphones whatever you're listening to speakers you heard it i'm excited for today and you want to know why i'm excited why are you excited because this is episode three Ooh-wee. our third step on the path to life satisfaction oh my and we're learning on becoming our best possible self today and that sounds like something that i would like to know yes same for me as well and i think we should just start the show off by asking the question, or at least me asking you the question, do you feel like your best self right now? No. Yeah, I would say no as well. <laughs> Which is why we're here today, JR. Yes. And the thing is, I'm aware, and as we've said past seasons, awareness is the first step. Yes. And so we can sit here and say with confidence that we know we could be better. And the tools that we got going today are about to let us get there, which I'm so excited about because that's something that I need right now. Yes, I'm excited too. But before we begin, I have a little surprise for you. (gasps) Surprise? We have a comment from somebody who listened to the show. Oh, wow. And I did not get told about this prior, so I'm really excited. Surprise. My friend Steven, who listens to the show, shout out Steven, sent me a text message after listening to the first episode. Perfect. He says... Love the new pod episode. I really like the concept of the new season. I was listening as I was doing chores, so maybe another week I'll be able to follow along with the exercises that we're doing, which is uh, we recommend that everybody who's listening to do the exercises with us because that is the whole part, the whole point of this season is to go through that. And he's also excited for the guests on our episodes coming up. So thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. Thank you, Stephen. And yes, I'm also excited for the guests, but... I tried to make that first episode super accessible, put the link in that bio to follow along with the activity. Mm. We're on step number three now. Yes. If you're listening to this and you haven't heard step one or step two, aka episode one and two, definitely recommend going back. Not only recommend, but almost require that, at least that first episode (laughs) for what we're talking about today, since we're building up off of that. Yes. So 
how about we get started? Perfect. I kind of have a running list kind of structure here that I want to go over today. The best possible self really is referenced a lot in psychology as self-actualization, achieving almost nirvana is a known one. And I think we always, at least at any point in whether listening to the episodes and knowing a lot versus maybe knowing nothing, you can at least always answer the question, am I my best possible self right now? And that's, I think, an intuitive thing where you can be honest with yourself and know that without knowing anything else, which is really nice. Which is important too, I would assume. Yes. And so today, the first thing we're going to talk about is cognitive dissonance. Okay. I might have referenced this prior in other seasons, but I think this is really important for this episode because as we're building in each step and recognizing what it is we want to do in our life, how we can make it better, what we're missing, what we want to add, cognitive dissonance is a good term to understand as to why things don't feel right to you. And so basically the simplified version of this kind of theory, if you will, is that this kind of dissonance, which basically means like an imbalance happens in your brain because your actual self is not the same as your ideal self. And so who you are is not who you want to be or who you think you could be or who others think you should be. There's a lot of things going on there. Right, yeah, that's a big Um, one. And so when that happens, it leads to a lot of things. It can lead to anxiety, can lead to depression, low self-esteem, and low life satisfaction, of course. And so obviously this is an important concept to understand of if I'm not aligning with who I believe my best self to be, it's causing all of these negative things to happen in life. And maybe this has already happened to you. I know when I first learned about this term, I think it was my second year of college, I was like, oh, wow. As the professor was explaining it, he went through this whole activity and I was like, that's what I'm experiencing. And there's a name for it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> How nice. <laughs> but basically just looking at, I think the activity we did, like when I learned mm-hmm. it, which we're not going to do today, we're going to structure it a little bit differently, is write down a list of adjectives to describe yourself as you are now. Just a list of adjectives. And then on the right side of the page, a list of adjectives to describe your ideal self mm. and see how many overlap and how many are missing or wish you didn't carry in your actual self. And I realized, I think that was the first part. And the second part was priorities. And I think when I looked at my priorities in my ideal self, it was like flipped. Oh. So, so my actual self was prioritizing what my ideal wasn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not that it wasn't a priority, but if it was like one to 10, my ideal self was 10 to one. And so I was like, wow, that's an awakening that I maybe things are important to me, like seemingly, but I'm not focusing on the things that are like in my core values important to me. Was that after you learned about cognitive dissonance? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the same activity where we were learning about it. And so ever since then, I've used it as a structure to look at what am I doing to make sure that I'm working towards my best self because obviously it's not a you achieved your best self and then from the rest of your life you either stay with it or you lose it it's a constant reflection to have which is really a lot of work yes (laughs) a lot of work and i feel like that kind of work takes a long time you understand certain parts of it at certain stages of your life obviously you being what were you 18 19 at that time when you learned about cognitive dissonance i'm now just learning 
about it at 34. I'm pretty sure there are parts of that we've experienced in our lives, whether young or old. That constant of trying to get to your best self is always something that you feel like is achievable, but just need that extra assistance as to what it is that you need to be thinking about in order to get there. Yeah, and that's the whole point of why I wanted to have this episode as the third step is because to have a structure of how to achieve that is so important. The whole reason why I'm still like, no, I'm not my best self is because I really never had a good foundation in place to continuously achieve that or feel like at least I'm doing everything I can and I'm doing my best effort, which is like what you would like to say that you're doing. Right. So in order to be your best self, you have to align your actions with what you value, desire and believe. And so a lot of times, at least for me, what was happening is what I valued in life was really like my character and how others perceived me and my connection with others. But my actions were valuing my performance in school Mm. and not a social life or not how like kind I was being to others. Not that I was being mean, but I just was so focused on like achievement and work that I just had no connection to others. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, like I thought that m- the most important thing to me was doing well in school and advancing in the career when really like at my core, my value wasn't that necessarily. And so I think that it's good to have that reflection, which is why I like that we did the first episode the way we did to discover those core feelings and work around those. But did you have any questions about that before I move on to building off of it? Yeah, I think that the value, desire, and beliefs that all entail of what you want to achieve as your best self is really important. And just like you, I've experienced those kind of situations as well. Growing up, it was all about school and trying to do your best, going down a path that you feel is the right thing to do by either societal norms or what my parents would approve of to now getting to a point in my life that I'm starting to understand who I am without the distraction of anything that's external has allowed me to see that vision a little bit better. Is it perfect? No, not at all. And I don't think it will ever be perfect. It's just the things that you do for yourself to get you to that point will allow you to at least visualize exactly what that could be. Then again, we're going back to the actual and ideal. But the more exposure that you have to to these types of exercises, these types of beliefs or theories can really shape your mind into really understanding who you are and where you want to be. Yes. And the key word that I like that you mentioned is visualize, because that's part of the activity that we're going to do today. So it's almost like you knew. (laughs) I did not. But hey, that's how you know we we are on the same page. Before we get into the exercise, let's go ahead and tap into something that I looked up recently on medium.com, five psychological theories that will transform the way you see yourself. And I thought this was really interesting to go into these types of theories because, again, a lot of the things that we touch on should just be no-brainers. But put it into a certain context, you realize, oh, that's why it should be a no-brainer because, of course, this makes sense absolute sense. So in the realm of wanting to be your best self, these five theories, let me mention the author here, Jonas Resim. Okay, we'll start with the first one. So number one is your beliefs will make or break you. The self-efficacy theory. Basically, people's beliefs 
about their abilities have a profound effect on those abilities. This means having the belief you can do something increases your chances of doing it successfully. Conversely, it also means having the belief you can't do something increases your chances of failure. I think that's really important and something that I deal with quite often of just believing in your own abilities to achieve something, do something, be something. If you can get yourself to that point to actually believe what it is that you want to do or want to be, the likelihood of, of achieving that is a lot higher versus you saying that, no, I can't do that, or I'm not smart enough for this, or I'm not ready for this particular job, then more likely you are going to be set up for failure because you've already convinced yourself of, of that. You know, what's really interesting, I think this is one of the hardest things and one of the things I see most in people. Whenever I talk to anybody and they ask me about whatever related to positive psychology and life satisfaction, I notice that if you don't have that belief, it's much harder to achieve. And the unfortunate factor is most people don't. And you can listen to the podcast and you can feel motivated, but you'll find a reason to not achieve it if you don't have that belief in yourself, which is so hard and so unfortunate. And I remember I learned this actually, I think when I was 15 or 16, and I was in track actually is when I used it. And I used to tell myself, I can't do it. I can't do what I need to do to get this form down or whatever it was. And my dad actually was like, as long as you tell yourself you can't, your body's not going to make you do it. You're telling yourself you can't do it. You're never going to get the energy to. And when he said that, I was like, okay, so I can just say I can do it and then do it. And he was like, yeah. And so I did. (laughs) And I was like, I can do this. And I just would tell myself that for a solid minute and just hype myself up and shy away any belief that said I can't and I would be able to do it. And I was like, wow, I've (laughs) this whole time been stressed. But it is really interesting that how much your brain can inhibit you to become that self-fulfilling prophecy. It's fascinating, but it's unfortunately something that most people struggle with. Yes. And like I said, I struggle with that even still today. But as an example of that, similar to your situation, I was on vacation in Catalina Island. For all extensive purposes, I am afraid of heights. All right. That's the preface of all this. Deathly afraid of heights. The girl I was in a relationship with at the time, Love to go in on excursions. She had suggested we should do zip lining. Sounds like really okay, fun. Okay, cool. No problem. <laughs> so we're on the ground and we just zip through and we're good. No, you are up pretty high and you are zip lining through the rainforesty area that's there way above ground. I'm not even going to say how high it was high. And somebody who was afraid of heights, it was high. So we're in this van. We're going up to the spot and we get higher and higher. And I'm like, I'm not going to. No, I can't do this. I'm just going to say no. And I'll just meet you at the bottom. Then they put the harness on you and you're like, okay, I guess I have to do this now. I think I can. Then you step in, go down the zip line. And I had the best time of my life. Wow. And it's just one of those things where it's just you convince yourself of, okay, everything's going to be fine. Everything is the safety protocol is here. I'm going to be fine. Let's just do this. And then go down that one zip line. And then I get to the bottom and I'm already thinking about trying to do it again. So that's a great example. It's one of those things. Number two. Your self-esteem is determined through others. Sociometer theory. Developed by Mark Leary and colleagues, sociometer theory explains the nature of self-esteem with its basic assumption being that it's developed because of others. It sees self-esteem as a crucial indicator of social acceptance. 
Having low self-esteem is a warning indicating a risk of social exclusion and a need to repair the social situation. This aligns well with the basic need of, for belonging. To be a part of a group was an important survival strategy in the time in which this need evolved. And I this kind of spoke to me because this goes back to the first episode when we were doing the activity. I had mentioned that I want to be... I want to be accepted with people who I'm around. And I think that kind of plays into that idea where your self-esteem is determined by others. Now, is that, I guess the question that I ask, is that 100% true all the time? I'm not sure that it is, but I think that it does play a big factor in that. Yeah, I remember learning about this and I was sitting here trying to think about how applicable it is in all situations. I think that you like your own will and confidence and like happiness with yourself can get you a good way there mm. where you can have a good amount of self-esteem, maybe even a sustaining level of self-esteem without having like a significant amount of support from others. But I do think that you can't be your best self on note of the episode without the acknowledgement from other people. And I guess that's very similar to how I look at my own life is I'm very aware of myself and I try to make choices that best reflect who I want mm -hmm. to be and happiness in my life. And so my, because I'm doing everything under the face of the sun, <laughs> my social life isn't like extravagant. Yeah. But I do think about how there are times that I'm like, wow, I hope they think well of me. And if this theory wasn't true, I would never have to think that because I'm, I'm secure in myself. So it's a really interesting thing. And I think that there's caution here because I could do a whole nother episode. I think we've, I can't remember what episode it is, but the id, ego, and super ego. Yes, yeah. You never want to be too reliant on how other people feel about you because then you're letting that dictate what you decide to do and how happy you are in your life. The only person that knows you in your entirety is yourself and trusting other people's opinions to that great of an extent is yeah. really dangerous. But I do think that we as human beings really have the desire to connect with other people and in that we want to be loved and accepted so it's definitely good to know yeah 100 percent. number three your highest motivation is found inside self-determination theory the term self-determination refers to a person's own ability to manage themselves to make confident choices and to think on their own to become self-determined you need to fulfill your basic needs for competence relatedness and autonomy Competence refers to the need to be effective in dealing with your environment. Relatedness refers to the need to have close, affectionate relationships. And autonomy refers to the need to feel self-directed and independent. And this in particular is something that I'm learning on my own right now and understanding that this is a part of my life that is lacking. I think that I learn a lot from others and then some of these other theories play into that that make me realize that there are some things that I can work on in order to obtain this motivation that I can find within me, that I'm not having to rely on other people in order to find that drive, right? So I think in order to be your best self, that key word is self, and realizing that within you is really important in order to get to that point. Yeah, I remember we've talked about this kind of theory in a greater aspect in a previous episode. It's really important in positive psychology because it's understanding all the moving parts of independence versus 
having that connection to others and where to work around. It's a really good framework, I think, for finding your balance if you don't really know where to give in, if you will. I think that it's really interesting that there, I know people that are very reluctant, I would say, to let others in or really trust to show their entire self around others. And then there are people that have no independence and they really need to be around people all the time and can't really sit with themselves for too long. And I think both polarizing ends there. This would be a helpful kind of structure to look at okay how do i do this in a healthy way yeah number four your childhood relationships affects your adult relationships attachment theory and i feel like we've touched on attachment theory before it follows me in my entire life whoa okay <laughs> this one speaks to ayla All right. unfortunately <laughs> one of its main assumptions is that the same motivational systems that establish close bonds between parent and child is responsible for the emotional bonds that develop between adults and intimate relationships. Although it's uncertain to which degree your childhood affects you, there's a consciousness that it does. A lot to say. Yes. And it's rough. They go into the different attachment styles, secure, insecure, and avoidant. But it is interesting to, to think about that theory and what it all entails of how you are with your parents can become what those relationships are as you're an adult. And for me in particular, I didn't really have the strongest relationship with my parents as I grew older. When I was younger, definitely was there. But between a divorce and having to live with one parent and all that 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 comes along with that, I had to learn on my own those types of relationships. And I think that's what the flip side of this is that I learned how to create relationships, intimate relationships, secure relationships with people because I was lacking that as I was growing up. So you would say, and I don't know how much you know about the theory, but would you say your secure attachment style then? So let me see. If you have a secure attachment style, you feel confident that your partner will be there for you when you need them. You will also be open to depend on others and have others depend on you. I guess in a sense. It's a very plain way of saying it. I don't want to dive too much into the theory. I think that anyone that's listening that doesn't know where they fall in that, almost like a zodiac sign, definitely find out because I believe that there's a big part of it that has your parents involved. But I think in general, even if it's not your parents, like your childhood and how that was structured, that completely influences it. It definitely plays a role in how you approach relationships now and that's obviously something good to know to be able to recognize the behaviors that need to be adjusted i am an anxious attachment style and it cripples me okay (laughs) it is not fun and like definitely something that i go to therapy for and it's very complex and so it's something that that line obviously there doesn't completely describe all of the moving factors to it but there's a lot that you can read about what you are and what kind of types you typically get drawn to because of that and how it influences your relationships and all these things. It's very fascinating, but I do like how all these things that you're reading are all moving parts of a person. It's very holistic, which is really cool. And with that number five, the last one, you achieve your highest potential through others, socio-cultural theory. The social-cultural theory holds a broad view of human development, views development as a socially meditated process where children acquire beliefs, values, skills, etc. through collaboration with more knowledgeable others. And just the idea, I think, is that the plain idea when it comes to 
people surrounding themselves with people who you can learn from, people who can teach you, who know more than you do. That idea of surrounding yourself with intellectuals, I guess you could say. The mentality of you are the five people you're closest to. Yes, exactly. So being able to learn from those individuals will then level you up as you get through that journey of trying to find your best self because the opposite can happen too. You can surround yourself with people who don't have any motivation, don't have any goals, don't care for their own lives or whatever the case may be. And you can be susceptible to those individuals and become your environment, so to speak. And I know a lot of people say, I am not, I'm my own individual person and that wouldn't affect me, but it's your willpower can only get you so far when you don't really have the support around you or the people that relate. It's hard to be excited about things and have these big goals with no one to have that accountability with you because they don't see life the same way or Mm -hmm. want to grow in that same way. And that's definitely something as you begin this journey on achieving your best possible self through these next 15 weeks that it you'll find that, wow, there's a lot of people around me that are comfortable being unhappy. And it's hard to look at that and say me being around those people isn't helping me. Yeah, which is really deep. I'm happy that you ended up mentioning that because that is so true. It's if you surround yourself with those kinds of people, it can be damaging. It could be, it could stunt your growth as an individual. And yeah, it's a very tricky, slippery slope to go down trying to surround yourself with those types of people, whether good or bad. So yeah, hopefully those theories jog your mind a little bit into thinking what can be useful for you, what you can adapt into your life, or what is it that you can look more into about yourself. But with that, we have the exercises. I'm so excited. We are back. Episode two, we didn't really have any exercises and I missed it. Yeah. So I'm really excited how interactive this season is. Me too. Let's do it. It's a full structure activity. And this is something that you're going to do every three months. Well. So the first activity is something that we're going to do together. And then I'll go over what the second part of it is. And that's what you, that second part is probably the most important part. And then I'll explain why it's important. Okay. Just to give you some background here. So the first part, and this is something that you're going to do again every three months, is called possible selves activity, if you will. And this activity is going to give you a framework, just like the first episode when we talked about our core feelings. This will give us a framework for setting goals and habits and really understanding where it is we want to be. Like I was talking about with the cognitive dissonance, the discrepancy between who you are now and who you want to be. This activity is going to help us uncover that, which is really fun. So the first step of the activity is to pick a time period, three months, six months, or a year. You can go beyond that in technical terms. However, it's not ALA approved. (laughs) (laughs) I don't recommend going beyond a year because realistically, it's not feasible for you to really project that far into the future you don't know what's going to happen in five years you don't know what's going to what can change the course of your life so preparing for that far ahead is very difficult to do and it's not necessarily helpful in my opinion okay unless there's other ways but we'll talk about that later so three months six months or a year for the purpose of this episode we are going to do a three-month time period because that is the framework for what I've found to be something new that we haven't tried and science backing it about how successful it can be for achieving your goals and becoming who you want to be. So we pick a time period, 
three months, six months, a year. For the purpose of this episode, we're going to do three months. You can do any of those. It won't hinder the rest of the episode, but I feel like me and JR have enough going on to just do three months. And then for 10 minutes, you're just going to write about what your best possible self looks like at that time period. So for me, I'll imagine Ayla in three months. Okay. So at the end of December, what's she going to be like? You're going to think about how you feel at that time. What does it look like? What do you look like? What does your surroundings look like? What are you doing? Just a complete, almost like a movie. What is everything that's happening there? If With your best possible self, though. That's right. not just what you think is going to happen. <laughs> what <laughs> you want to happen. What's our best self? And yeah. some notes here is you have to make sure it's realistic. Okay. It can't be... In three months, I'm going to be a movie star <laughs> when I have no Fast acting track, history. Yeah. I've never <laughs> applied for anything. Hey, TikTok star. It could happen. Let's You're go. Like, My best possible self would be a millionaire in three months. Low. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be reasonable. Okay, okay. Something that you think is actually something that if you did all the things right, you think that in three months or whatever your time period is, your life could look like which all things considered everything looking right. Just trying to emphasize that there because I think you can go crazy with it. But you don't have to go that fictional. What we're going to do is pause the episode. Okay. And then we will be back in just a few seconds. Sounds good. Let's do it. And just like that, we are back and have completed the activity. Before we dive into it, how did you feel, JR? Felt pretty good. I think it's, it. I mentioned it when we started that December will be here in a blink of an eye. So it felt as I was doing the activity that it was actually happening because it will literally be here in no time. But it definitely got me thinking as to how I see myself in those three months or at the end of the three months and really trying to understand what is obtainable, what can actually happen, what's going to take some time to get there. But it's a great exercise to lay out the roadmap for the rest of the time or duration that you ended up picking. So for us, it's the three months. Those who are listening may chose six months or a year, but having it down on paper makes it feel concrete in a way. So I'm definitely curious, and you had mentioned this when we're doing it as well, of going back to this this list that we created to see what actually ended up happening. So we'll see. Yes, and two things that I wanted to mention. One that I forgot to mention prior to the activity is that you are supposed to sort it into your present goals and your future goals or short-term and long-term. So things that are working towards having a full achievement of by the end of your duration. So something like being active for 30 minutes a day would be a short-term goal, even though you're doing that indefinitely, obviously. Where a future goal would be something you're achieving in that time period that contributes to the long-term bigger picture of things. Second is that this activity is actually designed to create a sense of urgency because a lot of times goals fall through because we think we have an infinite amount of time. We're like, oh, it's in a year. Yeah, I can worry about that in (laughs) 11 months. Yeah. (laughs) And which is why the reason I say three months is the best in my opinion, because, um, you don't have time to hide behind the three months. Like you were saying, wow, December is going to be here soon. For me, when I was doing this, I was like, December is going to be here soon. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to get going on these things now, which can be so motivating to think, okay, like today's the day. I don't have time to wait, which there are still people, myself included, that'd be like, December soon. But is it really soon right. if it's September? <laughs> We still got some time until... As long as I achieve it by December 31st, that counts. But no, it's supposed to create that sense. And you're supposed to keep this list handy for you so you can see 
sporadically throughout the duration. What am I working on? Am I falling behind on anything? But this isn't the entire step yet. We're just going to go over a couple things and then we'll go into the second part of this. Yes. So maybe just pointing out a couple. Sure. A couple short-term ones, being more knowledgeable in my expertise at my job and understanding what I'm there for and applying those skills to be to set myself apart. Right now, still trying to find my footing. I'm getting back into the rotation of things and really being away for nine months and coming back, trying to understand what my role is there, what it is that I'm trying to achieve there, what I want to learn while I'm there as well. So in three months, I would like to be a little bit more knowledgeable in that. It's a good goal. Thank you. Another one, I'm more confident in the roles within my communities, which is RGC, LIF. That makes me feel accepted and competent in those roles. So some news that came down recently, my friend Brett is going to be leaving Vegas and moving to Arizona. He's one of our co-ambassadors. There's going to be a, a little shift in that. And I've learned a lot from Brett throughout the year that I've known him and for him to leave and essentially be in that role, not by myself, because I we have a team that's there, but just to assume those responsibilities. I want to feel more confident by that time in December to know that I can run a meetup if I had to on my own or make those connections that I need to make. So definitely learning as much as I can as fast as possible right now uh, so I can be prepared <laughs> for that. It's time. Yeah. But also at LYF too, I've noticed that being back at work, I haven't really spent that much time with LYF. I try to find those pockets of time that I can really devote that time for my tasks that are there. I want to be better at that. I want to be able to pick up my slack and be more in tune with what's happening within these three months want to be more competent in that role as well last one uh, more grounded in my golf game speaking about golf understanding the fundamentals and rooting myself within routine of getting better so i think that plays more into creating good habits creating that routine for yourself that you have every day because i feel like you creating one routine will then allow you to create another routine whether that's working out meditating reading more rooting those fundamentals within my game of golf could transcend into other things let's hope in december that's actually happening and (laughs) one long-term one which is something that has been on my mind for a while is going to therapy once a week and i put that as a long-term one because it has been hard for me to get back into therapy i know it's definitely necessary for me to do that especially in the time in my life that i'm in right now but definitely something that i don't want to just get to december and then that's it it's got to be something that i keep doing all the time into the next year to provide that kind of security and within myself of knowing what's going on with me what is it that i can talk through and what is it that's going to take me to get to my better self love that thanks perfect what you got i got a lot of things going on <laughs> okay so a couple of them is to have blonde hair again. And isn't that kind of wild? I have ones that are like yours, but I thought I would change it up a little bit yeah, to, just, <laughs> to show I'll, some I'll different way into it. Yeah, totally. But it's unfortunate because I did have blonde hair for eight months. And then once we stopped recording season two, I dyed it black. But I just want to be who I naturally am. And I think I'm ready to like not have to act like I'm anything else but that. that though. Yeah, so hopefully my sister can work her magic and get me to blonde hair yeah. in three months we'll see so that's something another thing i have is to have a budget that i stick to i made that very vague very vague because i wanted it to be attainable yeah. yes but i pay all my bills but it's just have 
get the paycheck, pay the bills. I don't really keep track of income or Mm -hmm. what I'm spending on. And I know I'm spending on a lot of things. And so I just want to be better at saving money and making sure everything is organized because sometimes it's chaotic. I'm like, did I miss a bill? (laughs) Hopefully not. (laughs) You and me both, sister. Okay, (laughs) I'm right there with you. Yes. And that's total money makeover. That's what I'm trying to read i need to reread we'll go through it together (laughs) so that's definitely something that i see for myself i have a couple things just related to like physical health being active every day just feeling more healthy by eating in also because financially it's better to eat at home that's what Um, they say is it though (laughs) is it better for my happiness the verdict is still out of it We'll see, folks. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, but it's interesting for me looking at this list and seeing where things lie. I noticed that as we were talking about, and I mentioned this out of recording, but I noticed that all of my tasks up until like number 10 were things on my own. And I just mentioned that my ideal self is more connected to others. <laughs> and I was like, maybe, is it? The truth comes out. Because my actual self does not put others first. And I think just diving into how I can balance my time more because it really just comes down to I spend so much of my day at work Mm -hmm. and I spend every day at work I don't have a day off that in the time that I do have outside of work I spend it on myself because I have minimal time of it and really to prioritize seeing other people more and making sure that I have that connection because I definitely talk to my friends regularly, but I just don't make like a strict schedule to like, we have to see each other. And I'm just like, we'll see each other at some point, (laughs) some point. Within these three months, we'll see each other. (laughs) December 30th. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to cross it off the list. But yes. Oh. If you want to hear a long-term goal that I have, because I know yes, everyone please. here is really interested, it is to progress in my CPS certification, which I know that every single person who's listening, actually, maybe a few people from my job, if you're listening, you know what it means. Shout out. But you hear CPS and you're like, that's not a good thing. <laughs> but CPS actually stands for Certified Prevention Specialist. So there is a, a better term for it, another yeah. thing. But it's something that I'm working on at my job right now. And I just want to make sure in these next three months that I'm like getting all my hours and contributing as much as I can to make sure that I am still on track to get it next year. So that's exciting. It is exciting. Becoming more official, which is nice. That is very nice. Figuring it out here. We'll see. Yes. And that brings us to our second step. So after you have this long list of stuff, you're going to go to step number two. And this is why I said the three month activity, the three month kind of structure is the best because it really sets you up for the second step, which is the 12 week year method. Oh, And this is developed by Brian P. Morgan, and he does have a book about it. If you're really fascinated by the topic and want to read into it, he has workbooks, he has journals, a ton of stuff surrounding it. But basically, it's to really put into your brain that a year for you is 12 weeks. Because when you look at a year, you're like 52 weeks. So much time. Yeah. But it's almost December. It was almost December last year and the year before. Like time's going by really fast. And I definitely fall short of having that like really big excitement at the start of the year where I'm like, I'm going to do all these things differently and create habits. As we all do. As everyone does. Resolutions. And then I'm like, okay, a year is so long, quite frankly. (laughs) And then (laughs) things just get lost and it just feels like too much time. And so this method is to help really solidify that sense of urgency to restructure your goals so you don't think about things in this grand scheme of a year. You're thinking about it at 12 weeks at a time, which I like to point out the weeks part because in my brain, I hear 12 weeks and that sounds 
I don't know if it's the same for you, but it sounds more urgent than three months to me. Oh, yeah. 100%. I don't know if it's because weeks are smaller than months, but I'm like, wow, I need to get it together. Yeah, I feel like they'll definitely come faster than three months. Definitely comes faster than a, a whole year. So, yeah, it, it does. It definitely puts the urgency into making sure that you complete whatever it is that you want. Definitely. And so what it is, making sure if when you structure your kind of life around this 12-week year, you're setting an attainable plan. And that's why I said attainable goals in the last step, okay? We're connecting dots here. And then after the 12-week year that you have, so basically setting your life into quarters, like a business almost, you're going to evaluate that quote unquote year. And you're going to say, okay, what worked for me? What did I achieve? What did I not achieve? What were obstacles for me? What worked really well? Go through all of the kind of analysis there so that in your next quarter, your next 12 week Mm -hmm. year, you're better prepared and you just have a domino effect of achieving the things that you want to achieve, which sounds really nice. Yeah, that's so smart. Yes. So how it works is you look at two to three goals per 12 week year so we just wrote down a ton of them and me and jr were laughing because there's a couple that i'm like you're funny but you're gonna pick two to three big goals and as a side note he has how to know what goals or habits to focus on there's a another book that i definitely recommend reading it's called one thing and it's what's the one thing that can make your life better healthier happier etc so you want to look at what is most interesting to you most important what is your ability and by that can you achieve your goal z if you don't have x and y formed yet or can you would z be easier to achieve if you already had x and y formed Mm. either of those like frameworks work so when you're looking at your long list here thinking is there one thing that kind of binds all these together or is there one thing that would make achieving these things easier and by one thing and two to three things because those are yeah, yeah. <laughs> two to three big goals but you're look you're trying to separate it because for me i look at physical health and so i say okay a lot of these things fall into physical health what one thing could make achieving my physical health easier yeah. or i look at reading and learning is a big thing in mine what one thing can make that aspect of my life easier so you're broadening out to refocus back in on the goals and then i'll help you set up the framework of saying okay what do i need to be able to achieve those and how am i going to work on solidifying those habits in the Mm. next 12 weeks it's very interesting to, to put it into that perspective and really break it down that way and i think that throughout all these episodes that we do we find the ways to hack the system a little bit instead of thinking so far ahead or to revolve yourself around so many things Take it simple, slow it down, bring it down a little bit. So that way it makes it a little bit more achievable, more obtainable. And I think that this method of turning it into these quarters, 12 weeks of a time period, makes it a little bit easier for you to really see that end up happening. Instead of January 1, putting out your whole entire list of what you want to do for the entire year until December 31st and realize you're in September and now doing a list of short-term and long-term goals for three (laughs) months. So I think that this is, this is going to be really helpful. Yeah. I'm really excited to put it to work and I'm going to talk about what I've referenced before the episode started that I did talk about, but basically you're going to ask why these goals are important. So when you pick two to three, you want to just bring it back for a second and say, okay, why are these things important to me? And make sure that they're connecting to a few things in your possible self's vision. And then what you're going to do is look at when you're going to start. So for me, I cheat a little bit and I always want to start like on a nice day, like a Monday or a Sunday. Okay. To make sure that the week rounds out. I don't want to start on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it just throws everything <laughs> no, off. No, I got to give myself some time to prepare. So on the Monday. So I would do next Monday, for example. And then I would look at my calendar and say, okay, what is 12 weeks from that week? And what you're going to do is you're going to assign due dates throughout the 12 weeks on your calendar. Oh, we're making this serious. No, it's a serious thing. Assign due dates on your calendar. And it's going to be due dates about progression for your goals. This is like a whole class and these are the assignments. <laughs> I did not know I signed up for this. I hope that this is not in my tuition. But okay, we're here. So what you want to do is look at, okay... If one of my goals is to be active for 30 minutes a week and that to become a habit, or I guess my bigger goal is physical health, okay? And I'm looking at setting up a structure so that I can achieve better physical health, okay? That would probably be one of my goals. Probably will be. Yeah. Then I'll look at, okay, what things did I write down that fall into that, okay? And then what I'm going to do is on my calendar, I'm going to assign due dates specific to them. So one of them will probably be create a meal plan and it'll be like a weekly meal plan or a monthly meal plan where I have it, like I have to have it figured out and then I'll have a due date for buying the groceries and make sure that it's all set in stone so I can't eat Eat out. out. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Hey. That's what we're doing this for. Just for the eating yeah. effect. <laughs> First it was the gym. Now it's the eating out part. We're working through it. Yeah. One of them will probably be retaking a BMI test and okay. making sure that I'm making progress at the gym, tracking that progress. Just different things like that. But you want to make sure they're hard due dates and you want to be able to have them realistic, obviously. I don't want to set my due date for in two weeks that I'm going to be perfect and everything, but a very much progression where by the 12th week, you're at hundred percent, you're doing great. Yeah. Then what you want to do is have 30 minutes a week. Will I do 30 minutes a week? No, (laughs) (laughs) but it's saying to do 30 minutes a week. I want to say I would do probably 15 because I don't think you need, I guess it depends on how much you're doing. Sure. Yeah. The realist, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be real about these goals here. Okay. 15, 30 minutes a week. I'm modifying that to understand your progress. So you want to, after one week, if my week starts Monday on Sunday, I want to say, okay, what have I done? This is week one of 12. What have I done to contribute to that goal this week? Did I do all the things I said I was going to do? Did I meet the yeah. due dates? You're really keeping yourself in check here. And Someone's got to do it. And apparently nobody else is doing it. But you. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yes. And it says to make sure to have your vision posted somewhere. I'll probably have a quote or something with it as well to remind myself, oh, yeah, I'm doing this and this is a real thing. <laughs> yes. Because I think for me, I never wake up and I'm like, I don't want to be better today. <laughs> Yeah, well, if I that mean, was today a, was a little yeah. <laughs> if we're saying that to ourselves, we might need to talk offline. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that as long as you have the reminder, wow, I'm working towards something, and reminding your brain that's something that's important to you and you can do it. That's something that I think will really propel. Yes, our ability to achieve the goals. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's like the carrot on the end of the stick that you're trying to chase after, right? You see it there. You're reminded of what you're doing it for. You are doing this exercise to see yourself in that light in the three-month span, after the 12 weeks, whatever it may be. And I think that is what is necessary in order to do that because there are too many things in our lives that will distract us, get off track, make us feel like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Really, in order to make that change for yourself and for you to get to where it is you want to be and to be your best self, you have to stick with these steps, these triggers, whatever it is that gets you to do the thing that needs to be done. 
and to hold yourself accountable in order to do it. Because again, you have yourself and you're doing this for yourself. So no one else is going to tell you otherwise. You have to do it. I've been waiting for someone. but It says that having an accountability partner is really good. So doing this with someone. JR, you're that person for Well, me. I take back Thank what I was saying up. before. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely can have somebody there with you to drive you. So yeah, I think it's... I think it's time for us to really do it. Yes. And that brings me to my purchase that I made. Tell me about and this because you told, you said this at the top of the show before we even hit the red button. I'm excited about it. Is it a good purchase? We'll find out at the end of this 12 weeks. Okay. But there is something, and this isn't sponsored, but if it could be sponsored, that'd be really nice. Shout out. Shout out to Golden Coil is the name of the company. Okay. It is basically a customizable planner. And it is very expensive, like $80. I'm talking expensive for a planner. But it's 200 pages of you customizing what works best for you and planning out your days. So how I structured mine is to keep me organized and accountable with what it is I need to do and have a place to track everything. Because I think where I fall short in achieving things is because I have so many things I want to do, but I don't write it down anywhere. Or if I write it down, it's like on paper and it's everywhere. It's not compiled. And so you, I definitely recommend just one visiting and just playing around as if you were going to buy one and you'll see how amazing it is. But you can structure it down to a daily planner up to just a weekly, just a monthly planner. And you can set up like budgeting, you can set up goal tracking, meal tracking, just everything you could ever need. That in sounds one awesome. Thing. It's amazing. And I, when I get it, I'll come show you, Jer. It's so good. Hey, we and are not sponsored, but I also purchased one. You will. I'm telling you. I've been wanting one for a long time. And I was like, as one more purchase. Can the credit card take one more purchase? I think so. And if it makes me better, you can't hey. really argue. But it's keeping it's all this. It's an investment in yourself. It is. It's keeping all this in one place because I'll have all of my to-do lists in there, all my goals in there. Um, meal planning is in there. Budgeting is in there. Like everything that I could need to make the goals that I've written down happen and make sure that I'm accountable for it will be all in one place. And so I'm hoping that... It works out and I didn't waste the money. I'm hoping that it works out for you too. But it sounds like this is going to motivate you to keep up with those goals and those tasks and the things that you need to do for yourself. But I support, sure, it has an expensive dollar amount, but expensive is relative to whoever. uh, Because if I'm fixing my budget that the planner is helping me do. That's like taking out a mortgage. Yeah, (laughs) you've said it perfectly. I couldn't have said it better. That whatever is going to get you to do the thing, then... It, I think it's fine. A friend of mine, Andrea, she introduced me to Planner as well. And I never used to have one before. And when I had it, it definitely did drive me more to, to open it up, plan on my week. And it had sections in it of how are you feeling today? Or what is it that you want to do next week? The Kind of like prompts. And again, and I've been talking about this all the time, is being able to write something down makes it feel more real feels the best word for it yeah it makes it feel real whatever it is that's going to get you to do it then i say do it so i support the 80 dollar planner i can't wait to see what it looks like and how after week 15 we'll revisit this (laughs) i'm excited to see what it looks like and i think that this also taps into your creative side too because i think that's gonna to drive you more to really get creative on the paper allow you to express yourself in a certain way but more importantly make it real for you We'll see. And that brings us to the end of the episode. My favorite part, The though, realest 
part. The realest part is the quotes that we have that I compile minutes before the show. <laughs> Maybe that's what I said. No, it's movie magic right there, okay? You've been thinking about it. You've had this quote. For you folks at home, just know JR gets his prepared ahead of time. And I come in every time and I'm like, I'll get my quote. I promise. I promise. Let's not talk about season two. That was, <laughs> I was rough with that. Mid-episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can we pause it real quick? I'll go first this time. Go ahead. So I, this is very fitting to the episode, which is why I picked it okay. one minute before. Okay. Until you value yourself, you won't value your time. And until you value your time, you will not do anything with it by M. Scott Peck. Damn. That is so good. I was like, wow, that's what needs to be above these visions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, that's what needs to be in the bathroom mirror, just plastered right in the front. I think so, because it's got smack in the face. It's, wow, do I not value myself? Do I not value my time? I guess, in, in a sense, probably, because that sounded harsh. Uh, <laughs> it's true, though. It's it is true. so true. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Because I feel the same way. If you don't value yourself, you don't value the time that you should be giving to yourself, and it just hinders you from becoming who you want to be, so... Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Okay, let's see what you follow with. <laughs> the only truly safe thing you can do is to try over and over again. To go for it, to get rejected, to repeat, to strive, to wish. Without rejection, there's no frontier. There's no passion. There's no magic. Wow. I like this one a lot too, though. Because we've been talking about going to the gym for a year. And without failure. Constant. Without failure. Like, we're not giving up. No. You will be at the gym eventually, JR. I believe in Thank that. Thank you. You are my partner in crime in this. Because now <laughs> I see that you have been doing it since we've been on break. So it is achievable. It can be done. Because. I'm living proof. Ayla's doing it. Living proof, folks. Come on now. Now, have I been? In a while? Let's not talk about uh, <laughs> But hey, the planner will get me back into it. I'm That's you. what I'm saying. I really do love the quote, though. I think it is important. We talk about perfection isn't what we're looking for. We're looking no. for progress, people. And this is episode three. We're progressing here. And final thoughts, JR? How do we feel about the episode? <sighs> this was a really in-depth one. I think that we, all of us here in this room, People who are listening definitely have learned a lot about becoming your best self. What are the things that you can take away from this to get to that point? And I'm just excited to see what the next three months are going to look like and doing this exercise, what the next 12 weeks are going to look like. I'm excited to recap that, see where we're at. Me too. And with that, we want to hear from you as always. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what the 12-week year and becoming your best self means to you. Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home. <laughs>